0: index how are you doing camden i'm good
1: how are you nathaniel
0: i'm doing well it's nice and sunny here today so last week we started talking about the concept of this show and talked about the atlantic division um i also got to show my colors as a lakers hater and a hater of many things i guess
1: you're just a hater what can we say
0: i guess so so um to get to know us a little better, I thought to go away from the hater thing. <laughs> that we should discuss our favorite members of the current Lakers team. Try to win over the hearts and minds of the Lakers fans out this, there. This,
1: oh, this is so sweet. Yeah,
0: I'm just I'm a lovable, lovable, huggable sort of fellow.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. So Nathaniel, how about you
0: go first? Because I, this is going to be a tough one for me.
1: <laughs> well, my favorite member of the current Lakers is a guy that I really consider a humanitarian. I think he's genuinely a good person, um, and he's done, like, for example, uh, during during the bubble, he left an $8,000 tip for the hotel staff in the bubble. I just thought that was really cool. Do you know who yeah. I'm talking about, Nathaniel?
0: Yeah, I, I'm afraid I do.
1: <laughs> We're talking about Uncle Russ. That's right, was, Russell Westbrook, Nathaniel's favorite player on the Lakers, I'm sure, as well.
0: Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. So I actually uh, like Russ.
0: All right. Well, I'm going to leave that where that is because I'm not <laughs> going to agree with you there. Uh, if I had hundreds of millions of dollars, I suppose I could give away $8,000 without it meaning anything at all. <laughs> but uh, So who's
1: your favorite member of the Lakers? The I Lakers? think
0: since I'm not a hater at all, I'm just going to think about this objectively. And I'm going to go with Tre- Trevor Ariza. I'm really looking Trevor forward Arisa. to his... I'm looking forward to his contributions to the Lakers the next couple months, particularly. Um, I just he, think isn't he out? Yeah, but <laughs> I love what he's bringing to the table for them right now. Uh-huh. I'm not. I'm not glad he's hurt, but I'm glad the Lakers already jacked up roster is even more in shambles. So, uh. so. We're not haters. We all we like members of the Lakers, so we can move on, and all the fans out there who have been criticizing us can take it back. <laughs> all right, next up, Camden. what was the card you most coveted as a kid?
1: Oh, well, I mean, I, I kind of feel like every kid wanted the Jordan Fleer rookie, right? I mean, the 86 Fleer Well, I rookie. thought it was going
0: to be a baseball card for you, though.
1: Well, I'm, I'm more thinking about the basketball cards, but, okay. I mean, I would probably say... Uh, like just to throw out a baseball card, a, you know, a Topps Mantle rookie, Mickey Mantle, you know, for sure, you know, that would have been amazing to have. That, that was such a cool card, you know, never saw one in person, you know, but I knew a, I knew about it, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, you had a really, of course, this is probably my favorite set, you know, was kind of that Topps finest from that period, the 93s and 94s. Didn't you have a 94 um, yeah, I've
0: got the the Jordan you're talking yeah, about. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm, I really like yeah, that with card, the,
0: too. With the 45 on it. I really want the 93 finest Jordan. I like that one, too. Got that epic dunk or rebound or whatever yeah, he's doing. Yeah,
1: that's a nice card. Yeah. How about you?
0: Um, For me, it was probably also that 86 clear Jordan. Although, to have an alternative, I was always very intrigued with the star cards. Just because oh, okay. that was actually from his rookie year, you know, the mm-hmm. 84 star Jordan. Um, so, I mean, to this day, I'm very intrigued with those sets, but, uh, I mean, probably the 86 flare with the iconic photo and everything was the one, but I, but I did really want that, uh, 84 star, which I will never acquire.
1: You like that Nike one, you know, what, you know, the card I'm talking about.
0: (laughs) Yeah. That really cool. Very nineties looking card. (laughs) Yeah.
1: What what is that card? Like I'm trying to remember. Uh, I
0: don't know. I I know I have got like a Version of it that's not worth anything, but there is a version of it that's worth a lot. So I, I'm not sure what it is exactly.
1: Okay, we should look that up. We should. Yeah.
0: All right, so we were going to talk a little bit about, again, just since maybe the thousands of you are listening <laughs> just for the first time on this episode, um, just the concept. We're called the nashack index, which is an amazing pun that we came up with. Uh, just where we're thinking we're going to allocate some amount of money, like a very modest in the term of terms of the hobby amount of money that we're going to invest in cards and sort of keep track of how we do with it and, you know, sort of maybe have like a season at a time that we do that. So, you know, we invest $1,000, see if we make $32 with that in the season or if we do way better than that, and then just let you know how we do.
1: Yeah, sounds good. I'm looking forward to this, this this journey here, and keeping you all uh, apprised of how we're doing.
0: Yeah.
1: So um, you want to tip you want to tip it off with some NBA news, Nathaniel. Of course how about you
0: leave this one off? I'm not sure what we were going to talk about here.
1: <laughs> well, uh, rumor has it that Ben Simmons is is actually going to play for Philly to start the season. So, um, which I think is probably smart for Philly. Um, to try to raise his trade value a little bit. I mean, if he does really well, this could, you know, and, and I mean, he's an all-star. He's, I think that his value was just really low in the playoffs because he was just uh, trying so hard to avoid shooting because he didn't want to get fouled and go to the line. He shot in that last series there um, about 25% from the line, not good.
0: And didn't he shoot like six times in the last three fourth quarters or something insane? Some incredible, like it was just a psychological breakdown. Which I mean, I don't want to minimize that, like, but it really did feel like a psychological thing.
1: Yeah, he didn't want to look dumb, you know, by missing his free throws. I think it's. Um, I don't want to pretend to be able to see in his head but it, it clearly that's what it seemed like what was happening he had a slam dunk right there you know just a, or yeah. an easy land you know he just passed the ball and uh, that was really a low moment for his career but uh, I think that he could raise his trade value again if he really does something uh, in Philly you know he got to keep the fans off his back though
0: yeah, it's hard to imagine how that relationship's going to work out. But, I mean, obviously there are about 30 million reasons why Ben Simmons is considering coming back. Um, and, obviously, I mean, of course the Sixers want, if they can't trade him, like, he's he's one of the best defenders in the NBA. He's dynamic. Like, of course, if they can't trade him at this point for something of value, like, it's much better to have him there for everyone, I would think.
1: Well, I heard his name attached even to uh, to the Kings. <laughs> like he'd even be okay with going there. Yeah, it seems sense.
0: like he's willing to go to any team, which yeah. is interesting. <laughs> Although at one point he said he was, he said he wanted to go to one of the three California teams, which <laughs> was pretty funny. Poor Kings were left out of that. Uh. Oh. But anyway, yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, it seems like any number of teams. I've heard the Cavaliers, I've heard the Blazers, I've heard the Pacers, um, yeah, so I have no idea.
1: I mean, I'd love to see him on I'm weird. I like two teams, the Blazers and the Warriors, both. And really no particular order. I just like them both. I'd hate it if the Blazers traded Dame for him. Right. <laughs> but if yeah. it were CJ, I think I'd be okay with that.
0: Yeah. I think I mean, the Warriors thing seems like a clunky fit to me with Draymond but uh, he makes so much sense on the Blazers to me like that would kind of be amazing but I don't know we shall see The song um, continues It does it seems like it's going to continue
1: All right so we have another segment this one's called the steal of the week and in this segment I'm going to send Nathaniel a card and he's going to look at it for the first time and it might be a card that he loves it might be one he hates I have no idea but I just think it's a card that I would like and maybe we can invest in. So, Nathaniel? Oh, man.
0: So should I go to my email where I yeah. saw a, a link that kind of horrified me? Yeah. All right. I'm opening <laughs> it open now. are not open until Christmas. Oh, right. first steps of Kobe. Why? Why, Camden? Why did someone grade this card? It's like an <laughs> u- ugly shoe what are you of about? a player who's lucky to be the eighth player on the Bulls, as we will discuss soon. <laughs> hey, what's hey, the man. price? I- 42 dollars and 50
1: cents it's pretty good it's a pretty good price for a psa nine of a you know it's a court kings uh first steps it's got a picture of kobe white's uh shoes and it says first steps that's a good good card i like it
0: you (laughs) i've never understood the first steps thing and this is, like, the worst version of it. Although I kind of, like, I got to say, here's my one thing I'll say. The the red of the Bulls first steps with the red of the PSA label, that that's solid.
1: Oh, come on, man. I, it's even your favorite team. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Exactly. It's even my favorite team, and I'm horrified. I bet the pop count is low, though, because why would anyone be grading this game? Oh, community?
1: boy. All right. I guess, well, I guess you blocked my shot, so. I, know, I, shot. I was hoping for an alley-oop, and I got a block shot. So. I'm
0: predicting I'm going to be very much to Kimmy Mutombo in this segment throughout <laughs> the season.
1: Well, I guess we'll just have to see next week. It might be surprised sometime.
0: Could be, could be. Next up, we have a segment that we don't know what it means, but we're hoping someone can tell us eventually because we think <laughs> it's a hilarious name, but we don't know what to do with it yet. Naz and a fool
1: Naz in a All right, so we're just acknowledged that the the name is here. We just haven't don't have a concept yet, but maybe some somebody can help us out. If you can tell us what you want for Naz Shackton the fool for that segment. <laughs> but instead, for today, we're we're gonna skip to the curmudgeon corner, and which oh man, that's Nathaniel's segment. What? Why is that mine? No, I don't know. I I I couldn't tell you.
0: It's shocking. Well, I mean, we discussed it on the intro uh, concept or the intro episode, that I am a basketball card collector in this era who absolutely hates Panini Prism. Um, I mean, let me count the ways. So <laughs> let's see. So back in the 90s, Topps Chrome came around, right? Everyone thought it was great. I always was, you know, I thought it was good, but I never quite understood why it was the biggest thing. So now we get, like, the cheap ripoff, like, uninspired version of Topps Chrome. <laughs> And we're supposed to, like, be super excited about it. And some for some reason, we are. It's the and most when
1: popular I, like, brand of basketball cards right now. I know.
0: And when I ask people why, they say, because it's the most popular brand. It's like this, we've all created this illusion that there's something special about Prism. When I bet they print more of it than NBA Hoops or Donruss, like, especially now. Like, I could see, you know, buying a 2012 Jimmy Butler Prism rookie card. I'd rather buy some of the cool autograph ones, but uh now it's like i don't know i like can't help but finding prism cards when i look around like they're just they're so mass produced Mm -hmm. they like they're reproducing i feel like
1: they they are ubiquitous and
0: like also I i think i was reading about this a little bit i think maybe if you were a collector back in the days you've got this thing about you sometimes that like all the parallels they make now are kind of overwhelming but i'm just like do I need a cracked ice pulsar mojo, scope, pink prism of every player? Like,
1: you don't even know what you're talking about right now.
0: I know. I think I, <laughs> there was some some optic in there. I think, <laughs> <laughs> but like when I was a kid, you buy tops chrome. One out of twelve packs has a refractor, refractor. or or mm-hmm. tops finest. One out of twelve packs. Now it's every pack has some kind of prism. But they make so many different kinds of them that we're like, ooh, this is super rare.
1: Well they can go for the rainbow. <laughs> is that your next curmudgeon um, corner Are you talking about the rainbow and I mean the rainbow's and...
0: all part of it. <laughs> anyway, I I don't know. It seems like a uh overheated market that is destined to crumble. And I, I can't wait for it. I'm ready for it. Let's crumble Prism.
1: You know, some some people were calling you a hater earlier. I I almost think I agree with them after all that. You sound very curmudgeonly. <laughs>
0: It's shocking when we write a segment for me called Curmudgeon Corner that I would come off as a hater. I don't know how that happened. You'd think I would just come off amazing. Uh,
1: right. How about the let's move on, the advanced stat of the week. What you got for right. us this week, Nathaniel?
0: Well, we're just going to briefly talk about the ever-exciting effective field goal
1: percentage. All so right. I'm on the edge of my seat.
0: It's basically just taking into account the fact that when you make a three-pointer it's worth three points so like you got to adjust the field goal percentage of someone who takes a lot of three-pointers to account for that so let me read this thing real quick it's a statistic that adjusts field goal percentage to account for the fact that three-point field goals count for three points while field goals only count for two points its goal is to show what field goal percentage a two-point shooter would have to shoot to match the output of a player who shoots three-pointers. So I I was trying to look it up to sort of have an example of how this can skew your results. So someone like Harrison Barnes and Jimmy Butler, for example. Last year, both of their field goal percentages were four ninety seven. but because Butler doesn't really shoot threes, and when he does, he's not very good at it, his effective field goal percentage was .514, whereas Harrison Barnes had the exact same field goal percentage, but his effective field goal percentage was .575. So a big difference there. So it shows you how being a good three-point shooter can really Affect your effective field goal percentage and, and make you more efficient as a player.
1: I've got a question for you. Yeah, it's about uh, effective field goal percentage. I'm ready. All right. Why did you have to pick Jimmy Butler and Harrison Barnes? I mean, you just well, compared he, Jimmy Butler to Harrison Barnes. Well, I, here's I, the. Sh- I love Jimmy Butler.
0: Well, partly it was just because it was the two players I found with the exact same field goal percentage, but more importantly, it was actually a mastered next level thinking because it leads into the whole discussion of usage rate. Because Harrison Barnes has like no usage rate, and Jimmy Butler has a massive usage rate, mm, so we can discuss that next week. How that's all right, a very usage, important factor. Nice
1: segue there, although Thank it's kind of like twisting a knife. Shank, shank, shank. I love Jimmy Butler.
0: Mm-hmm. I just it was okay. just the, it was right. the example that worked best, but I love Jimmy Butler.
1: All right. Our next episode, we're going to talk about the Central Division. I think we've got a little bit of cleanup from last week, and we've got three players that we forgot to mention or we're uh, going to modify our stance a little bit. Daniel, you want to talk about Gary Trent?
0: Yeah, we left off my friend Gary Trent Jr. last time and talking about the Raptors. I think I sort of still think of him as a (laughs) trailblazer, so I skipped that one. I actually bought a couple Gary Trent rookie cards Mm -hmm. last year, some I like those select die-cut die cut numbered rookie cards, so I had a couple of those. I sold one of them, but um, I don't know. I don't know how much upside Gary Trent has. He's, I think he's really good, kind of 3-and-D sort of player, maybe a little bit short for the D to be yeah. as good as we'd like it to be. Um,
1: kind of a catch-and-shoot. <laughs> and kind
0: of on a team with OGN and OB and... Um, and Van Van Vliet, is he really going to stand out? I know he had a couple of huge games for them last year, so maybe. But I, I'm, I really like him as a player, but I'm skeptical of his hobby upset.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. No, I, I'm with you. I think he's, you know, he's a really good as a catch and shoot kind of, kind of player. I mean, his per thirty six numbers last year, 18, 18.3 points per thirty six. That's that's good. That's you solid. know, um, but that's mo- kind of mostly what he does is. You know, catch and shoot kind of stuff. Did we talk about Van Vliet last week? Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah, I'm really, really high on him, actually. I, maybe not for hobby value as much, but I just think he's such a great player.
0: Yeah, I think we talked about him as one of those players who doesn't actually have a ton of rookie cards. Yeah. Yeah, just because um, he
1: kind of came out from out of nowhere. Yeah. How about Isaiah Joe?
0: Isaiah Joe I think he's cool because he has two first names it's always a crowd pleaser um but I just noticed that in his preseason stats he's been kind of killing it and I saw Doc Rivers was praising him the other day so I don't know a ton about him other than that he's a pretty good three-point shooter and kind of another three and D guy but his box scores in this preseason just really popped out to me
1: well he was a rookie last year um Uh, I read an article that said Danny Green was taking him under his wing. So that should give you an idea what kind of player he is. Per 36, his numbers were 3.7 threes. 3.7 per 36. Uh, I think he really has some great 3 and D potential. Um, His rookie cards are very cheap right now. And I think he's likely to play more this, this, this coming season. So, yeah, that's fine.
0: That could be a pretty good, like, flip for us this year i don't see him being an all-star someday no. so, but maybe we buy him real cheap like pretty soon and then flip him when he has a 15 point game
1: yeah i think that's that that's a good strategy with with somebody like like isaiah joe
0: i assume we would of course want to buy a Prism rookie card of him, right <laughs> where would we find one though
1: <laughs> hey your curmudgeon corner was over <laughs> oh you gotta okay. you gotta wrap that up with a bow I think that's going to be a, a lingering trend in,
0: in this podcast.
1: <laughs> Every right, I, quarter is just prism. Yeah,
0: that would, <laughs> that'd be great, actually.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I actually wanted to talk about Claxton a little bit, Nick, Nicholas Claxton, because I...
0: What? Well, you hated on my pick last week.
1: Uh, did I... You know, I think I kind of uh, rethought this one a little bit, and I th- I think he's a good player. I think he's got... Upside, I think he is a, a player that's that's exciting. You know, he does a lot of cool dunks and stuff. And uh, he didn't exactly play a lot last year, but uh, I think that that could change. And it, sort of like Isaiah Joe, he's a player that I think could, you know, have some have some nice games this upcoming season. He's young, and he might be a good flip at some point once he really has a good game or two. You know, strings a couple of those in a row, and then. Could end up being a good, you know, pretty good flip at some point. So, not saying he's going to be an all star, but uh, definitely, I, I think he's more intriguing than I realized at first.
0: Okay, cool. That reminds me, weren't we going to go through our players from last week just to say where we are oh, at yeah. this point?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's, uh, let's kind of do a little bit of a recap. Do you have that pulled up or should I look for it? Let's see. I got it now. Okay, you got it. Yeah, go ahead. So, the
0: players that we agreed on. Shockingly, we both think Kevin Durant is good and Joel Embiid, (laughs) so we're really blowing minds there and Jason Tatum Um, Now we're adding Claxton to that list for both of us. We also said Emmanuel quickly and Time Lord Robert Williams Um, Those were the ones we collectively liked and then Camden liked Maxi, RJ Barrett Romeo Lankford for some reason, Pascal Siakam Fred Van Vliet And then I'm in on Cameron Thomas for the Nets, who's a rookie, coming up. And I love it. OG Anobi as well.
1: All right. And now I know we're not in the Central Division yet, but we both uh, said last week that we both like Kobe White, right? (laughs) No. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I guess we're going to say that next week or next episode then, right? Uh, I guess we'll we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, let's not blow blow the cover here.
0: Everyone is waiting for the Kobe White content. Okay. (laughs) Alright, well, so are we wrapping this up? I think up? so,
1: I think that's, that's good So next time we're going to talk about the central division of the Eastern Conference and we're going to go through uh, various players that we like and dislike uh, Might be some Kobe White talk Potentially some Bobby Portis talk
0: Oh man, we're not going to have any <laughs> listeners to this podcast <laughs> What are we doing with our lives?
1: Kobe White's popular, man What are you talking about?
0: all right well follow us on all of our social media that we don't have
1: well hey you should how do people find us we should ask this question at the beginning uh yes. the email address nathaniel what's the email address that people can yeah so we created
0: out. an email address that people can ask us questions we are at NASHAKINdex at gmail.com so that's spelled N A S H A Q index at gmail.com. So feel free to send us any questions or suggestions or ideas for NASDAQ and a, NAS shack in a fool. And we would love to hear from you.
1: All right. Well, I guess we need to clean up some of our act down the stretch, Nathaniel towards the end there, but, uh, I think it was pretty good. <laughs> so I enjoyed chatting with you and feel free to reach out. We'd love to hear from you by email and look forward to chatting about the, uh, Central Division next next time.
0: All right. Maybe we'll buy some Isaiah Joe rookie cards hey. before we talk next.
1: Hey, that, that sounds like a plan to me. All right. <laughs> All right. Goodbye. Have a good one. Bye.